<laughs> you always do this face. <laughs> Welcome back to Part Time Creative. <sighs> Today's guest is a. Uh, you hate me so much. Thank yeah. you. Is a very talented and accomplished writer, producer, and director. And now to add a new feather in his cap is a video game developer. He's an all round nice guy. He gave me one of my first ever acting gigs in a university student film of his. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Phillips, no relation. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. Also a groomsman at our wedding. Yep. Groomsman. Sort of, oh, you missed that one. Important. And well, also I mean, that wasn't in your we, notes. We could, we could yeah. dive very, very, very deep into our relationship. Yes. <laughs> I was a groomsman it's of a his. Kind of yeah, he was a groomsman of mine. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to just keep this very high level for yeah. all the creatives out there. We oh, want to okay. know who you are as a creative, mm. not as my buddy. Yeah. Is that the first question? <laughs> who are who you am I as, as a creative? A creative. <laughs> so you studied marketing at school originally. Yes. Yeah. Was that like a strategic pathway to getting into filmmaking? Like you're just smart and realize that marketing is well used everywhere or did you change? Not course? necessarily. That was a compromise. Okay. Um, I always, I always wanted to write. Um, and like early, I wanted to write novels and my parents... Mm. I guess dad was very upset I wasn't a lawyer um, or didn't want to be a lawyer. And Every uh, creative person's they, they kind of, they bribed me a little bit. I was very fortunate that they looked after my university, but they said they would do that if I did something that was a little bit, could translate to work mm-hmm. a little bit better. And mm. marketing seemed to be that mix of creative and business. Uh, so that was where that came from. And essentially I thought that was four years of wasted time because all I wanted to do was film and storytelling Mm -hmm. and uh, it is funny how I think important the marketing and I guess business framing has helped the film side of things because you it's very similar isn't it where you you still need to convey a message through film or through an advertising campaign it's it's quite there is a lot of crossover with that isn't there Mm. yeah well it's just getting across your idea clearly Mm. and also and knowing what's going to fit into the market like you know filmmaking is creative and you try to tell stories but you also need to know what's happening right now that's actually yeah. going to get funded and get made I think that has helped a lot because it does force you to somewhat be realistic yeah. even though like you probably argue a lot of the stuff we make is a little bit crazy <laughs> and like on the paper people would look at it and go, there's no way you can execute this on the budgets you're talking about and locally here in SA. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess now I think we've got better at knowing our limitations and kind of going, we we can work within that. Um, And yeah, unfortunately, the boring side of it, so like, does it work? Does the budget work? Does the finance plan work? The important side of it. (laughs) Yeah. does has been an important sort of little section. Um, And yeah, it was like, I know... I worked for a marketing consultant straight out of university. So I worked on some pretty big brands like, you know, Maggie Beer and La Casa mm-hmm. del Formaggio were a couple of his clients. Um, and I remember getting frustrated because I was just in spreadsheets. Like I spent far too much time looking at Excel and I was like, I want to go back into the filmmaking side of things. So I freelanced. I did a lot of freelance videography at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, the irony now on the producing side of things, all I do is look at, Excel and spreadsheet. But you've just recently directed. We have to stop. The safe house is five hours away. I say we keep going. He doesn't have five hours. I, I guess I directed one straight out of uni, 
which was sort of like my little dumb ode to Predator and <laughs> Aliens. Um, is this the one that Tim was like dying to find that you guys Close your eyes. No, no, no. Yeah. That, no. We, no, no, that was even, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, micro budget. That was some real micro budget stuff. <laughs> Shorts. Couple, um, of, couple of beers, micro budget. Shorts. Yep. Away on holiday. Uh, yeah, uh, it was great stuff. Grabbing the parents uh, <laughs> Camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> making no, some- like Close Your Eyes was my first out of uni short. And that was when like all I thought I wanted to do was write and direct. Um, and that, look, there, there's some good stuff in that short. But overall, like it was a better way for me to like, I remember it was sort of a choice between going back and studying film mm-hmm. a bit more. So whether it was through afters or something like that, or just putting the money that I would spend on mm. study into a short film yeah and by doing that it was sort of my uni degree in that it introduced me to a lot of the practitioners that i now work with and essentially are business partners with now so that was the first little step into it if that makes sense the film industry can work like that can't it like you can you can sort of say hey i'm going to make a short film from start to finish and you'll learn as you go i don't think you could say if you were going to be a lawyer i don't think you could say uh pick up a court case and just yeah. go oh i'm going to work this out as i go 100%. and meet people along the way that that just won't work with the film industry you can learn on the job and you do pick mm-hmm. up a lot along a lot of info along the way and and that short film that you did then i guess that was like your stake in the ground of like i'm going to make things yeah. i'm going to put my cash into this thing make a project and then from then on i'll be a filmmaker yeah and, and that is exactly what's happened. That is kind of what happened. Um, yeah, th- I mean, there's been a couple of pretty lean years in there <laughs> where you do a lot of jobs for not a lot of money and sometimes no money. I don't think you're no in money. the industry if you haven't had any lean exactly. years. Exactly. Mm. Um, but uh, like, it was a fantastic sort of starting point because I think the other thing I knew after that, at the time, I don't think I was ready to really direct, if that makes sense. Like. Mm. I really enjoyed the writing process and in a way I then fell into the producing side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was fortunate after that to get a couple of my scripts optioned and then I was commissioned to write on other features, mm-hmm. none of which got made. So that was around 2014 to around 2017. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky. I was, I was working on these projects and... Um, I guess paying rent and eating food mm. by writing here in Adelaide, yep. which was sort of unheard of. That must have been a big right. turning point for you that you felt like, I'm actually doing what I thought I would yeah. be doing already. It's it, a nice feeling, I think. It, it's a nice Even feeling. Even if it's not a lot, it's exactly. just like, that's yeah. what I'm doing. And that was really, it, it was almost better from a, like a learning and education standpoint. Like I had to work for a couple of different companies, work with, you know, a couple of them were smaller budgets, so had less stakeholders, and then a couple of them were deemed much bigger budgets. So mm-hmm. there was a lot more voices in play. So mm-hmm. I think I got pretty good at sort of, A, working out my, I guess, professional workflow as a writer. Mm-hmm. Like I knew if I sit down and lock, a, lock away like three to four, one and a half hour periods per day, I'd hit a page count that I knew mm-hmm. would let me turn out the length of a script. <laughs> Mm-hmm. how good that was it got yeah. better as i worked more yeah um but yeah that was really interesting in terms of it got me around my workflow but it also got me better at i think listening to 
feedback mm-hmm. and taking it on board. Um, and that's something I'm still trying to work on today. Like it's really hard, especially when you've got three really important stakeholders. So mm-hmm. three really important voices that are saying kind of different things mm-hmm. and sometimes contradictory things. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And you, it's your kind of job as the writer to be go, okay. Sometimes is there it's very a, personal, it, I yeah. think, sometimes. To and take on those kind of criticisms or exactly. changes, you're like, oh, well, I know the story inside out. Like, it is A hundred percent. But you kind of just need to go with it. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best anecdotes that I've heard on it is from a book by uh, a Thomas Lennon and his writing partner who do Reno 911. <laughs> Genuine ostrich. Three payments. Oh! Wait, what? I'm just goofing. New boot goofing. Oh! The book's called um, Writing Movies for Fun and Profit and Fun's yeah. Redacted. <laughs> and, but it, they, they take you through the whole, I guess, Hollywood screenwriting process. And they said, your job as a writer is essentially to get punched in the face a lot. Right. Um, but it's also your job to make things work, even if those ideas are crazy. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you're a builder and someone's coming to you go, I want a bathroom with three toilets and no sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need to do your best job to try and go, is there a way in which that can work? Yeah. And try and get that out on page. Yeah. And then hopefully when you get that out on, on page, like you've given a good crack, it's not bad, but they're like, oh, this three <laughs> toilet bathroom really needs a sink. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and really? And you're like, cool. Okay. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of your job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that was, that was a really good start. Um, and I did that, the writing producing side for a lot of years. And then sort of just lately, it was last year when we did that little virtual production shoot, mm. uh, oh, Coffee and Quasars. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. That, that gave me that little itch to direct again. Hey, uh, can we just keep comms a little bit more focused? I'm trying to land a huge tanky here full of them. And I was talking to Aaron, the cinematographer, um, and we just had essentially a block coming up where we had to shoot something. Mm -hmm. um, And we just talked about a slow burn contemporary Western. And it was like, yeah, okay, like we'll we'll give it a crap. Yeah. So if there's a genre that you would know how to direct, that's probably it. Stop the car. There is a gun on the porch, and he is a cop, so start the fucking car. Come on, come on. It was great working as an actor with you as the director. Yeah. One, because I think you're a great director anyway. But oh, Thank it, you. <laughs> but it was so cool um, being mates. There's, yeah. There's so much comfort there, because... Uh, we could just we had an easy communication if yeah. if there was something that was working you'd let me know if there was something i wanted to try i could yeah. just throw it out well, there that one in particular because it was probably a bit more casual as a shoot like mm. i mean we went out there to essentially do a tech test mm. and i think we were called on the friday night um by flinders to say look we've got the virtual production sort of stage up yeah. do you want to come and uh have a play with it yeah and over the weekend, I was like, well, we could do that and we'll get a couple of shots looking really nice, but we don't really get much out of that. And we actually don't test it. Mm. Um, and so we'd be knocked up a script. Exactly. Yeah. It was over the weekend. It was like, what yeah. can we do? Yeah. Um, and I remembered like that story is kind of based on my first time on a set where oh. I had to deliver the AD a coffee. 
<laughs> and I didn't know how to make coffee at that oh, time. And it was down the bottom <laughs> of a so quarry. Funny. I had to go <laughs> down to the catering truck and no one was there. And this was pre like YouTube and stuff. Yeah. And they didn't have an instant coffee or anything like that. So I had to Just look <laughs> at the coffee machine and go, look, how do I get anything into that cup? Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. And like trekking it back up, it was like, because uh, they didn't let me have a car. So I had to literally walk 10, 10 minutes up this windy quarry <laughs> to get back to set. By that stage, it wasn't just crap coffee. It was cold. Yeah. And I remember handing it to him just like, this could this could go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. And it went the bad way. Like, oh, no. He sort of threw it on the ground and berated me in front of 50 people. Oh, wow. And so it's not as funny as it is in Coffee and Queer. No, though. but... That is the coffee you made? No offence, but that is the single shittest coffee I have ever had in my entire life. It's pretty offensive. Oh. At, at that point, what did I take out of it? I then learnt to make coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also was like, I, that's not how we want our sets to run. Yeah, yeah definitely. But as well, I kind of knew that was a funny... Like I was, As it was happening, I was like, this is a good moment. Like, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll yep. use this at that's- some point. Classic. Um, I feel like that's a classic creators, yeah. creatives person. It's like something really bad is happening in my yeah. life right now, but I think it's gonna be great. You don't know what I can do. You don't know what I can do. What I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna be. You don't know I'm good. I have good things that you don't know about. Yeah, I think it's I'm gonna remember yeah. this for future work. Yeah. And I'm gonna be something. Exactly. <laughs> it lets you kind of compartmentalize things and yeah. kind of lock them up in a box. Yeah, and throw them away and go. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to cause me trauma later. Um, so yeah, so that was that was fun. But that's where that idea came from. And mm. the tough thing about that, though, when we knocked that script out, it was like shit. We wrote three characters. We needed decent, decent on camera performers, and we had no time to really do it. So it was leaning into the people we knew. Mm-hmm. And I knew literally just got out of quarantine. So I was yeah. like, hey, Tim, do you want to come down from Goa and <laughs> yeah. shoot this little thing? Yeah. Um, and really fortunate to get Annie Lindner and Shabana out on that as well. Yeah. Um, so that's like three probably of like the top tier SA cast that oh, are just shucks. like, yeah, we'll come out and <laughs> have a play. Something um, sort of similar subject kind of onto getting started in film and something that you seem to always be doing is applying for some kind of grant or funding for yeah. one of your upcoming projects because you always seem to have a lot of different things on the go and it's, it's I feel like it's more realistic to what being a filmmaker actually is. Yeah. Um, since you obviously have a lot of experience with submitting these kind of applications, is there any advice that you would give for budding filmmakers or people that are trying to think about applying for a grant or funding or do you just not want to tell anyone no 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 no. (laughs) i think it's one of those it's one of those things that i wish we were i guess taught a bit earlier Mm -hmm. like the one pager and a video pitch now are the two sort of elements that are so important in terms of getting your idea across and i think there's no doubt that a bit of the marketing background comes across like you want it to look kind of good too Mm. like you want it to feel like it has a an aesthetic that Mm. lines up with the show or the film that you're pitching what's a one pager a one pager essentially is that one page that you send someone to get interested enough in the idea to say read a script or Mm. read a bigger pitch deck or something like your elevator pitch yeah yeah would it be a full page would it be little mine i normally say like on a one pager you want a concept image Mm -hmm. or an image that is a good reference that gives that establishes a tone, yep. mm-hmm. logline, format, um, the story, so a little synopsis, uh, tone and theme, um, and then maybe 
maybe creative team, but sometimes you sort of wait for that, for the video pitch and the yeah. bigger pitch deck. Yeah. But essentially it's that little, um, that little easy, easily digestible piece that mm-hmm. people can sort of glance at and go, do I like the idea or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do I want to continue this discussion a bit further? And that's one of those things that is so important to any application mm-hmm. because each of those lines, you'll be putting a log line in, you'll be putting a synopsis in. And, you know, the work we're doing with UNESA at the moment with Film Concept Lab, like, it's what I'm pushing as assessment is very much a, a one-pager and a video pitch mm-hmm. and getting, I guess, students and sort of emerging practitioners mm-hmm. around doing it because it's actually not it's not something that's taught and mm-hmm. the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. Um, do you think the video pitch side of things is probably wasn't around so much when you were at university because nowadays no, everyone's exactly. got a 4k camera in their yeah. pocket so a hundred percent so like our early our early applications like even say lucy and dick to whether it was screen australia and the safc i think that one was probably the first big video pitch we did mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. since then every application requires one yeah. right. and they can be like up to four minutes down to two minutes yeah. kind of thing. It depends on where you're pitching and who you're pitching to. It's a good part of the um, process, isn't it? Yeah. Like I, I did a pitch for some funding recently and it was like two, three years from now, I'm just going to cringe at what I submitted. I cringe but, at what I submitted last month. <laughs> but it's the worst. Sure it was a bit more involved yeah. in, the, in yours versus mine. But uh, it's, Are we, we going to post it on the video? <laughs> oh, no. oh, it's like my resume story. We can go oh. another, another time. Um, it, but it's a good, it's almost like an assignment yeah. and, it, and it helps even though I don't think I came anywhere close. It, it did push me to start writing something yeah. and start getting some thoughts on the paper rather than just thinking, oh, I want to do this one day. Yeah. It was good to, to try and get those ideas out there so that maybe next round might be a bit closer yeah. to Yeah, well, like <laughs> that's mark. where I think the one pager is the big thing to focus on because if you have a solid one pager, the video pitch is going to be okay. You've got mm. a foundation that if you relay that information mm. relatively well to a camera, it's going to make sense. Yeah. Right, and it shows, I guess, that and you can put exactly. something together. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think a one-pager in particular is a really good litmus test mm-hmm. for a project. Mm. Like, And our rule at WeMat is we don't put any time into development on a project until we've all signed off a one-pager. Like that's the first thing you work on. We don't do any sort of full-on concept imagery or scripting or anything like that until nice. we're all across. This is a good idea, and this is one we're going to delve into because mm-hmm. um, it's just so easy to spend years writing yeah. a project that mm. might have been flawed from as a concept beginning. from the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I suppose um, rather than going into all the concept art and all that, no. it can be very fun doing all that stuff. And exactly. that's a bit of a waste of time if mm. you can't get that one yeah. page right. And so was that Eat That Frog, which is like a book, I think, that I mm. read. Um, but it's doing, that the, doing the, yeah. the hard thing first. Oh, yeah. And then it's done. And then once you've got the fun stuff out of it, then you can do the fun stuff and, and you've already got that hard one page to yeah. submit later. That's a really good way to do it. And I think, mm. yeah, like I said, I think that's one of the bedrocks of your application. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I nice. think the other thing with those applications, what you're also doing is you're, you're pitching a creative team to execute it. Yep. And that's really important to kind of put that package together. And the way I even joke with the students about it is you want to, rather than go, see what I see in this project which you kind of need to do you need to get that passion across about it that you give a shit about it Mm -hmm. because otherwise no one will get behind it Mm -hmm. but you also um, 
you also want to show that the team is proven and can execute. Yeah. And you want to take as many reasons to say no away. Yeah. And the good yeah. thing is, like, you kind of know what those reasons are. Mm-hmm. Are you inexperienced with that type of project or just inexperienced in general? Yeah. If that's the case, maybe attach a more experienced EP. Like, yeah. you want to be, I guess, problem solving those questions that you know are going to come. Yeah. And get them into your application so that you're jumping ahead of those questions, right. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so that's generally how I look at an application. Nice. And now we've nice. done it enough, we kind of know what those question marks are. I bet. Like, yeah. Now is, I need to end the interview and like go, I've, I want to write a few one-pagers for yeah. all the million ideas that Tim and I come up one, with. One-pagers <laughs> are best. Yeah, like, yeah. And the good thing is it's never wasted work. Like Lucy yeah. and Dick was a whole other idea before it was Lucy and Dick. Mm-hmm. All right. That was a terrible clickbait article that I read. Oh, that's right. And I think the title was like, how to 20, 20, 20 things you can do to be scientifically more likable. Oh. And it was a news.com article, and of course I clicked on it. Yeah. And um, I remember just going through it and going, and it was, it was an earnest and real article, mm. but I was in tears at number one. I was like, if you did any of these in real life, like people yeah. would think you're crazy. Yeah. And I remember just sitting down and like, and at the time Lucy and I were talking and we're like, really, really want to do something together and some like a little two-hander. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is perfect for a two-hander, like someone and their housemate and one of them's prepping to go on a date or something yeah. like that. And I remember sort of writing that out. And it was like, it was a cute idea, but it didn't have a hook or an edge. Right. So, and we both like, and I remember sending it to Lucy and she was like, I'm on board, but there was no hook mm-hmm. to it. And it wasn't until like, yeah, 2017 and Jeremy came to me and goes, I want to do something with a talking robot. <laughs> do you have any ideas? And so immediately, my my thoughts went back to that concept and was like, hang on a sec, that idea is immediately more funny. Yeah. With a talking robot. And then smile to the far corners of your mouth. We'll keep working on it. Like this? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Makes it's actually sense. more relevant, yeah. has a bit more depth to it. Yep. And I haven't seen that before. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's never wasted work on yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's sure. really good. And a nice idea, like you said, it's never wasted work. And even like with you, applying for that grant that you were just talking about like there came a point where he was like I'm gonna quit I don't, it's just too hard and I was like he's like I'm never gonna get it and I'm like that's not the point anymore <laughs> now you just have to just finish, finish it, it. Yeah. because now for the next one you've done this yeah. and yeah you're probably not gonna get it based on what you've done but that wasn't the point <laughs> like it really wasn't brutal <laughs> when you get the when you get told that you didn't get through it says like you can you can um, request uh, a feedback. conversation yeah. have feedback I'm like no I don't want to no, <laughs> oh you shouldn't but no that's good because like you, even the ones that we like we don't get a lot of them. like to be honest it's it's a small percentage when you get successful like, yeah. you get way more and it is the cliche you get more no's than you get yes yeah. yeah Yeah. And I'm an actor man yeah. I've had more no's than <laughs> so, anyone yeah. I never anymore you don't know I'm good I have good things that you don't know about but I, it can be frustrating um, and sometimes, like, I think you do, and I know we kind of know when we don't get accepted, you kind of know where it's, where the issues are with it. Yeah. Like, you, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. when you're, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and our video pitches are normally that because I don't like being on camera too much. I don't, uh, yeah, but, 
It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is also like generally applications you do last minute. Yeah. Yep. And then you're just rushing. And yeah. I know, I mean, like mm-hmm. I was at your guy's house when I was like finishing off yeah, one right. and that was just oh, insane. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. During cricket day. During yeah. cricket day. We had whites oh, and cricket right. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Does that sort of that's answer a, the No, that's a Definitely, great yeah. answer. Right now I legitimately feel like I want to go home and write like one page. One page is yes. This have. is why we're doing yeah, the podcast. So. Like we're, really we're just good. asking for free, expert advice. Free school. Um, I, I wouldn't say anyone... expert. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Come on. I think so. You, your, your resume is exploding. How, <laughs> how many short films have you made now? I don't know. Roughly. And they're good ones. You know, like sometimes you I actually don't know. Like that's one thing I know I've got to do. I've got to... I've got to curate my IMDb because mm. my all my titles are across like five different profiles. Oh, so nice. do you know how to fix that? It's oh, the Phillips no. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to have uh, a better spelling with your Phillips. Yeah. Oh, really? Add another P, mate. Yeah. Every, everything is streamlined. Your own email addresses. It's, it's the best. They never credit you right though on the actual show. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. On one of our credits, we spelt you wrong. I <laughs> know. Oh, and I was like, I'm never working with you guys again. You're like, hey, we've got a new film. I was like, yep. I'm there. <laughs> Is there a hook? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how we, do we have more questions? Uh, well, we... I, think, I feel like we've done a lot. I'm very happy. Oh, one, one more thing before we dive into some games. Mm-hmm. You're now dabbling with video game production. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. Box Night. And how that's going and where you're at in the process there. Box Night. We always, we joked early we wanted to be platform agnostic, which is (laughs) such a wanky thing to say. (laughs) But it was sort of like, like we just, we do like telling stories and we like exploring different platforms and mm-hmm. get, like we're both Jeremy and I are both avid gamers yep. and obviously especially in the last decade you've seen this sort of real growth in you know storytelling within games for sure and so we knew we always wanted to play in that sort of space it just kicked off with this dumb joke of an idea to be honest like box night was a joke internally when we were doing that first season of Lucy and Dick and we're in post, we're in heavy post. So trying to keep the culture of a fairly small, like I think it was 12 or 13 full-timers for three months, but turning around, like we turned around 450 plus VFX shots on Lucy and Dick in three months, um, which is more than the first Lord of the Rings film. (laughs) And so trying to keep that culture and vibe happy because it it was pretty tough yeah. um we did sort of implement on friday arvos jeremy and i would go out and buy a carton of beer or two um and sort of from about three four p.m three p.m <laughs> two p.m um, <laughs> that, yeah people would have a beer and like Breakfast. we'd sort of make those friday arvos a lot of fun mm. um and i remember it was one arvo i was walking past one of the offices and one of our big vfx artists like uh, a guy called Mikey who's amazing but he's like he's I think about six or five like taller than me yeah. he'd fashioned one of the empty beer cartons into a helmet <laughs> a knight's helmet with like the little yeah. beer pong cups as the horns yeah. and I remember just walking past and just seeing you know this silhouette out the corner of my eye and sort of backtracking and looking <laughs> through into the office and, just, and he just turned slowly to me 
I was like, Mikey, the fuck are you doing? And he goes, I'm box night. <laughs> and I just saw the silhouette and I was kind of like, that's really, that's really good. That's an idea. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting image I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, so is he getting that, royalties? For, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we we like, won't tell him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like he, it was just the image, the silhouette. And I remember going next door to Jeremy and going, "Hey, come look at this. <laughs> we got to do something. We got to do something with this." And we sort of toyed with the idea. And it was originally going to be an animated series. Mm-hmm. We sort of wrote a first script for that because we wanted to do a bit of sort of South Park-ish kind of animation. Mm. Um, and at that time, we're working at Game Plus around a lot of game developers and we're speaking to some of our friends at Mighty Kingdom and they were like, you should just do a video game. Mm. Do the animation second, do the game first. And yeah. we were just obsessed with, I was obsessed with the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game yeah. at the time. I was replaying oh, it yeah. because it's just, it's so lean and well-made, it still right. stacks up. Yeah. And we're like, let's just do a side-scrolling brawler with this aesthetic that Jeremy created, which we really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it's about you know your quest as a lonely office worker who is trying to deal with a toxic workplace and trying to bring light back to a dark office that is now <laughs> that dark office is turned into like fantasy abstractions, so goblins and things like that. Right. So the idea is every enemy in the game has to kind of be an analogy for you know those annoying co-workers and bosses and sort of those those archetypes that we all know um yeah (laughs) so it was it was a nice mix of and it's very much a wemat thing is sort of take a high concept idea and try and base it in a reality yeah and so the the workplace culture stuff with fantasy kind of ticks all our boxes mm-hmm. um, and that's where it started it started as a joke and we we did a little proof of concept which yeah, is kind I of like, I feel like uh, I've seen yeah. something from this you so must have shown that essentially we've worked on it for now on and off over three years I think mm. um, and we're fortunate to get a, a sort of a bit of a startup grant from the SAFC to produce a more meaningful proof of concept mm-hmm. and based on that we actually got a lot of good industry feedback and interest and it gave us enough probably juice that we knew there was something there. Yeah. And we've sort of been working on it um, with some pretty talented emerging developers um, over the last year or two. So I'm going to be aiming to release that next year. Cool. So, yeah, so that's good. a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. Like, you guys, you guys know how to tell a story, which uh, when you blend that with a cool video game, I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. We've had a lot of fun. Like, it's it's... They've been the, the full box start days are some of the most ridiculous days in the office. Yeah, <laughs> like when Jeremy's drawing. Like, is it how how is, is this R rated? Is that yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so there is one enemy that's called the Bog Goblin, <laughs> and it's a ranged enemy. And essentially, the whole concept was the Bog Goblin is your uh, sort of in, your office worker who brings their shit to work okay. <laughs> and makes it your problem. Yeah. Um, and, and you've you taken can, that very literally. Yeah, we took that you? extremely <laughs> literally. Um, and so Jeremy had a lot of fun those days animating and drawing. Yeah. And uh, Do you sometimes go like, what am I 
the other people my age doing right now? Yeah. Is yeah. someone like saving someone's life with a heart transplant? Yeah. And I'm, I'm here drawing We're poo. drawing poo. <laughs> yeah. uh, it made us laugh. Yeah. Like, that was the, that was like, if we were making ourselves laugh, we kind of hoped that other people would giggle too. Yeah. Um, Providing entertainment. Exactly. It's a very worthwhile. A hundred percent. It's a. Yes, it's very important. Guys. Beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. We'll just cut that bit. That was shit, one might say. <laughs> okay. Game Seen time. It. Mm-hmm. So, the new game, another new game, every week, new game. Yeah. What's well, yeah. a new podcast? It's a new you podcast. Guys, <laughs> do you guys have like a short list of games? Mm, no? I come or do up you with kind it of, like the yeah. day before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The day yeah. of. The hour before. Yeah. No, I've been thinking about this one for a while. I'm about to sit about pants at the moment, mate. Come on, we don't have days of pre-production for this thing. I don't know who you think we are. <laughs> we never have pre-production, so that's all right. <laughs> this game actually has a name, though, and I thought it was kind of mm. good. It's called Scene It, like a scene. Yeah. You know? oh. And oh. what you have to do is scene. guess the movie quotes. Uh-huh. So, And if you've seen it, then obviously it would be better for you. Seen the scene. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to read it first. You guys have to think about it mm-hmm. and try to guess what movie it's from, and then I'll give you clues if you guys don't get it. Cool. Seems, First seems quote. Better. You're my boy, Blue. Yep. Old school. Uh, <laughs> I knew you would get that one straight away. That one is Will Ferrell in Old School. And we'll play. I'll give you I think my one. writer buddy's yeah. going to kick my ass. In yeah, this one. I know. I was like, these are going to be way too easy for Philly. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I was like, I'm trying to find movies that I reckon you've seen. Definitely. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Yeah. Okay. I just want to take another look at you. Mm. I just want to take another look at you. I just don't know. Yeah, I'll just be guessing. I might have. Can do it in the It voice. might be. I just want to take another look at you. I just want to take another look at you. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a western. <laughs> yeah. you, the character is Jackson Maine. Oh, Jack, for, is that the guy from An- the Sons of Anarchy? Jackson? No. no. I actually well, have no Jackson. idea. A Star is Born. Oh, it's I haven't oh. seen it. You haven't oh, seen any oh version of A Star is oh, Born. That's why. Oh. Yeah. That's why. It's pretty good. I, it's, I should probably it watch it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did. I, I'm an I'm one of those anti people. So when everyone started being like, "Oh my god, that's the best movie I've ever yeah. seen," I was like, "Hate that movie. Haven't seen ha- it." But, had it go? But <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah, it is um, good. You got to watch it with good surround sound though. Mm-hmm. Like the the but, music in it is really cool, and just like that opening. Dish, 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 it's, mm-hmm. it's, Oh, how does, how does it go? Okay. Well, are we going to keep doing this today? <laughs> yeah. It goes, dish, dish, dish. Yeah. yeah, it's good fun. It's probably not how it goes at all. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to find so it. So if that was the quote, Tim would have got it immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> dish, dish. It just sounds. It's a Philipsism. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next one. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Do you know? <laughs> you got to have a go at the one. Yeah, oh. surely. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Year old virgin? No. I don't know. Robert De Niro says it. Yeah. Iron Man. Actor, I should say. In Iron Man. <laughs> He's not no. in Iron Man. Robert De Niro is that. Oh, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Stiller's in it too. Oh, in uh, Meet the Fockers. Meet, Meet the, the parents. parents. Meet the parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's talking about the cat. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Next one. Last one. 
These are these are a lot faster than the score, I think. Yeah. That we did last time. Okay. The law says that you cannot touch, but I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in the house tonight. <laughs> Magic Mike? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, whoever guesses it to <laughs> out themselves in the I actually really, movies they're I, watching. <laughs> I actually really like Magic Mike. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, great film. it's a good film. It's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that too, the law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. Yeah. I was going to next round, I was going to do the voice, try and do a Matthew yeah. McConaughey, but I can't. Here we go. Matthew. <laughs> Just pretend we didn't get McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. The law says that you cannot touch, but I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then, there it is. The yeah. character was Dallas. Those are our seen it games. Nice. I think I'm going to make them harder. Well, maybe not for everyone. You probably know like all the movies in the world. Star is Born is one of those that I know everyone's probably seen except me. So you're, I well, watch you're, it. You were saying the other day you, you're going back and watching a few iconic films that yeah, well, even I'd, you haven't seen. I hadn't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. The original? Yeah. yeah. And I hadn't seen Scream. The original? I've, well, I've the seen Scream 3. <laughs> That's oh, it. no, Scream 1. Yeah. And the and new one looks so awesome. good. Scream 1 was so good. Can we and Nightmare on Elm Street was really good. Yeah. Tell, tell our audience how many times you've seen Miami Vice this year. This year. It was five. <laughs> what is it now? Now it's six. It was five last Friday. So <laughs> you've, you've squeezed in another. I went and bought it you on Blu-ray. It. it is so <laughs> good. Blu-ray? It gets better. Yeah. It gets what better. Are you, no, nah, it's on it's on it's on Prime and I I cancelled our Prime membership. And I was like, no, this I just, just do. I just like cuz it keeps jumping between like, it feels like it's one of those titles that doesn't stay on one for too long. So it kind of bounced from Netflix to Stan to oh, Prime. Yeah. And I was like, That's I just want it whenever I want it. So yeah, yeah. I'm going back yeah. to my blue owning it. Yeah. Someone needs to sort copy. out the streaming thing. Like we were just saying yesterday like Paramount Plus is coming out with one. Yeah. I was like, someone just needs to make, yeah. tell me to pay one yeah. subscription. We've, we've come full circle yeah. to Fox 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 now. I like, think there's going to be Oh, Binge's, yeah. Binge has some good stuff. But but someone's going to have like a package where you yeah, remember in Foxtel be like you can have the Discovery Channel yeah. and entertainment and sport someone now is going to go cool you've got Stan and Paramount yeah. and mm, everything like, you want collate yeah. it in one and give me a discount <laughs> but yeah go. I'm, I'm not I'm not yeah. ashamed of my Miami Vice so then session. six in the last year how, yeah. how many times have you seen it in total oh, I'm guessing about 15 okay okay like because I really liked really it the year spiking. it came out and then like Everyone, took a break. everyone bashed it. Mm. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'm crazy for liking this. But just in the last... I watched it another so 14 down. times yeah. to make sure. <laughs> last in, in the last 12 months, it feels like there's been this big swell of Miami Vice, like, sympathists. Maybe oh. because it's sort of, like, coming back to that yeah. time period. Those are very trendy well, sort of it was so, period. like, yeah. a, a lot of people gave it, like one of the big knocks on it was to lean into just digital cinematography mm-hmm. and like really grainy sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. now, like you look at that on like a big 4K TV, and it sort of pops. Like it's Miami at night, and it's just these weird purple skies that you couldn't get out yeah. of a cinema camera. Mm-hmm. Like, right. but like this grainy digital image. So it was a bold choice, and now that it's been yeah, however long, but it sort of fits like with the concept as well. Yeah. And so I, I, just, now. I love it because it's like, 
that a lot of people also give it a bit of shit about the plot. Like, it's hard to follow, but it's just a big tragedy. It's great. Okay. It's so good. We watched it after you yeah. told us yeah. how much you loved it, and I was like, I don't, I don't get I think it. Like, it's, it's not so a bad movie, good. but I was like, why does he love it, Did though? you not like the boat ride to Cuba? Yeah. And the <laughs> mojitos <laughs> and the salsa You just dancing. like that it looks really cool. It Is that what you so like about cool. it? so cool. I yeah, think we've got to okay. watch it again now, because... Oh, no, I don't think I want to. When, when we watched it for the first time... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might have built it up a little bit. Yeah, I did, maybe. yeah. And, and we were like, ah, uh, a bit of a letdown. Now we've been yeah. let down. Yeah. We'll watch it again yeah. and see if we can enjoy it. I think it. one of the other mm. things, I think it's one of Colin Farrell's best performances. He's so good at <laughs> He's it. He's a great actor. Yeah. But he was apparently... In Bruges the, was his best. In Bruges. Oh, in Bruges. I want to go to Bruges. Bruges is good. Yeah. But yeah. Like a tourism... We'll edit that film. bit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick just cracked Nick, his neck. It was off in camera. a little fender bender this morning, and oh. I think I think all three mics just picked up his neck crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, mate, you're you're you'll be a friend of the podcast forever. You're welcome back anytime. Cheers. Um, mm-hmm. We love your work. You're doing some excellent stuff, and uh, and and you're really you're putting. You're putting Adelaide on the map with filmmaking. <laughs> I think there's a few other. Don't worry about that. that. No, no, but you, you're, you're, you're bringing the new wave through, and uh, and that's that's really cool to see. And and you really help out with you. You have strong ties with the UniSA. You mm-hmm. you love bringing the next crop through, sure. which is which is really awesome. So um, you're a really good example of I think what it genuinely is like to be a full time filmmaker, not just you know the people that say they are and they're not actually mm. doing work or the people that are just like, you know, got it handed to them. You're genuinely what it takes to be a filmmaker. Absolutely. So I think you're a great yeah. person to have on the podcast and thank you for coming. Yeah. You've, thank you. You've been on the real journey. You've actually yeah. had the, you've delivered coffees to an AD. <laughs> you, you've started where you're supposed yeah. to start yeah. and you're going where you're supposed to go. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Love your work. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pardon me and my tone. You can't step to my throne. They ain't working like me.